Frederick Nietzsche wrote, We love life, not because we're used to living, but because we are used to loving. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey in the Word Devotionals. My name is Jenny Hamlin, and we're so glad that you've chosen to listen to our podcast today. We're in a series journeying through 1 Thessalonians, discovering how God gives us life and how He wants us to live our best life every day. Today, Craig will talk about one of the ways we can live our best life every day, and that's when we love others. It may not be the easiest thing to do with some people, but you will be amazed what God does in and through your life when He loves people through you. Here's Craig with our devotional from 1 Thessalonians 4, 9 and 10. Well, I hope all of you guys are doing well and enjoying the nice sunshine as we are currently just south of Atlanta. We're in a five-week series called Living Your Best Life Every Day. Hey, the last time that we looked, we looked at pursuing holiness as one of the keys to living your best life every day because pursuing holiness aligns our character and our conduct to the holiness of Christ. Now, today, we want to cover just two verses still in chapter 4. So listen or look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Paul says, now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you're doing to all of the brothers throughout Macedonia. And we urge you, brothers, do this more and more. You know, loving people can be the hardest thing in the world to do because sometimes people are just not that lovable. (laughs) Stacy Rilk Uh, a contributing author for Desiring God, wrote, it probably isn't hard for you to think of a difficult person in your own life. In our broken, sin-filled world, they are everywhere. The coworker who is willing to do anything to get ahead, including taking credit for your ideas. The in-laws who always seem to be peering over your shoulder, critiquing your parenting skills and offering suggestions, quote-unquote, for improvement. The child who knows exactly how to push your buttons to leave you exasperated and flustered again. The person in your ministry who is constantly complaining about your leadership, who thinks he has better ideas and communicates them with a sharp and biting tongue. Or maybe the passive-aggressive friend who is kind one moment and then gives you the cold shoulder the next. The list can go on and on. You know, how do you love difficult people? Or how do you love people who are different in the way they think, their values, their opinions, their habits, their, well, you know, everything? We can understand how this happens in the secular world where people may not have been changed by Jesus Christ and they simply act mean or predictable of a person who is not really a Christ follower. But what about the people in God's family who are hard to love? We know how easy it is to love the people like us, the people in our little clique, the people who love the things we love and look at things the way we do. But God calls us to love everyone in the body of Christ. In our text today, the writer opens a new subject about loving others that should challenge us and compel us to love so contagiously and authentically that others would want in on that kind of love. Now, there are several principles and insights that we want to see here. Number one, and this starts in verse nine, loving others is the natural outflow of a person's life in Christ. Paul did not think 
that he even needed to mention this because it should have been the most natural thing that we do. And that's reflected in verse 9. However, he does not mention it because he wants to remind this church that brotherly love is not just about telling someone you love them, but actually proving it through your service to them. 1 John chapter 3, 16 and 17 says, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? In his book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis wrote, Do not waste your time bothering whether you love your neighbor. Act as if you did. As soon as we do this, we find one of the great secrets. When you're behaving as if you love someone, you will presently come to love them. If you injure someone you dislike, you'll find yourself disliking him more. But if you do him a good turn, you will find yourself disliking him less. The natural outflow of a life in Christ is love for another. John later says in 1 John 4, 7 and 8, Let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Many of you may not even know who Corey Tim Boom is, but when I was a child, I remember watching the movie about her life uh, during World War II when her family hid Jews from the Nazis until they were caught and sentenced in the concentration camp. Corey's family all died, but she survived. Her, sis- her sister, Betsy, whom Corey watched starve to death, had so many difficult moments. During a particularly dark time, Corey was ready to give up and could not even believe how God would abandon them in this circumstance. Betsy was quick to remind her, No, Corey, he has not forgotten us. Remember his word. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. Corey concluded later, There is an ocean of God's love available. There is plenty for everyone. May God grant you never to doubt that victorious love, whatever the circumstances. That is the love every Christian has in Jesus Christ. And that's the kind of love that every Christian must share with people around them. Now, while loving others is the the natural outflow of a person's life in Christ, loving others is to be the continuous and ever-increasing movement of our lives. I love what Paul says to the Thessalonian church. He says, you are loving the people of Macedonia, and I urge you to continue to love them more and more. You know, I can guarantee you that when we get to heaven, God is not going to say, well, you know, I think you loved a little too much. You really didn't have to love that much. No, you know, guys, we don't have a problem with loving people too much. But we certainly have a problem loving people too little. In fact, we can be a little fickle with our love. These two teenagers were sitting on, a, on, a, on the girl's porch up in the mountains of North Carolina, dreaming about their future together. Every Friday night, he would come over and they would do the same thing. One night, when he got ready to go, he hugged her and said at the bottom of the porch of the stairs, You know, I love you so much. 
I would fight the biggest man, swim the deepest ocean, climb the highest mountain because I love you so much. He kissed her for the first time and turned to leave. Looking back at her as he opened the gate to leave, he said, oh, I'll see you next Friday if it don't rain. (laughs) You know, aren't you glad God doesn't love like that? Your love for others should not be like that as well. If you want to live your best life every day, make sure you find ways to love others in word and deed, even in the good times and in the bad times. Let that love be consistent and let that love be unconditional. And let that be your prayer today for God to love others through you. Well, that is our Journey in the Word devotional today. Please hit the like button, share this podcast with others. Hey, for more resources, go to www.journeyintheword.com. God bless you guys. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you back here next time.